here? And then I look and it says, this is the way. And I go, oh. So it, it, it could work to enforce bad decisions, but I just use it to enforce <laughs> what might be good decisions in the moment of making them. Yeah. Because I think it's more important to make a decision than it is to make the right decision when dealing with like just regular daily stuff. You know, for important things, of course, you yeah. gotta research. Okay. But when yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, you're gonna go to this <laughs> store or that store. What I'm trying, what I'm, I guess what I'm pointing at is, you know, when you want to sit down to watch a movie and then you spend two movies lengths worth of just looking through the movies and then you're out of time. That's what I mean. It's sometimes it's like, I I could have picked any movie. And the worst part about that is I end up watching The Office again. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, that's fine. That's that's what you wanted. I mean, that's, but that's what it was going to be the entire time. Of the Office. Yeah. At least you know that about yourself, though, because yeah. there yes. are those of us who don't know that about ourselves, and we just keep looking through Netflix anyway. But there, like, I kind of sell myself on the idea of like, all right, maybe this is not going to be the time that you just watch The Office for the fucking ten thousandth <laughs> time in the row. Uh, maybe you'll watch something. Maybe you'll branch out. Maybe it's a new year, new you, and you'll just you know kind of. <laughs> go so maybe you'll watch bridgerton i was never gonna watch bridgerton but that's just uh, don't do it don't do um it. no bridgerton looks like any, any i hate to horrific i hate to say this but like any any movie or television show set in any kind of victorian era i'm out i'm that's fair out. yeah again good to know yourself yeah <laughs> with you. So this I is... get surprised by stuff like that sometimes because i'll like watch anything and i'll be like oh but i'm very dismissive of like Victorian era stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah. But like then again, like I watched like The Favorite and that movie kicked ass. You know, so that was the know, one I, I was trying to think of just now because there was that one I wanted to see and never did. Oh, it's honestly, I love, like I love Margot Robbie. I'm a girl, but I love that shit. I love period pieces. I find them fascinating, but there are a lot of them that suck. So I'll give yeah. you that for sure. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the, from a from girl. a marketing from a marketing perspective, I mean anything in the victorian era is going to be marketed towards the female uh, totally totally yeah. Yeah. and I, yeah again i know myself yeah <laughs> that's like i'm a big 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 fan of horror movies the problem is they're really cheap to make so for every one great horror movie there's a hundred that are just total fucking garbage yeah. that i have to sit through so i get that when people are like i don't watch horror it's like yeah you know what i feel you <laughs> you know like i get Fair. that the wait so just the movie the victorian thing what was the, the movie that used your pool quote? The movie oh, that you um, got a quote on, on the trailer. It's called, it's called Bloody Hell, and it rocks. Now, now, the quote said, I really like this movie, I think it was. No, no, it said, <laughs> I, I loved every, I loved everything. I loved every, it. is that true? Did you really love everything about it? Or did, I really did. Because to get actually, the trailer? I was covering a film festival, and since film festivals were all digital last year, that movie came along at a point where, like, my brain was just mush, because, like, you watch 30 movies in a week and like they stop making sense. And um, that one came through because I was supposed to watch a completely different movie and the stream broke. Like one of the, the you know, something with the rights got twisted up and I was unable to watch what I wanted to watch, but I had like an hour and a half to fill. And I was like, all right, I'll just put this on because the name is, is funny. And then it was probably the best thing I watched at that festival. So <laughs> it just kind of, it's cool how things like that happen. Nice. It pays to be open-minded. But once again, that was the situation where I was like, do I watch this or do I do this? Or da, da, da. And I was like, no, just hit play. This is the way. And uh, I didn't have the sign then, but you know, that's got to turn that into was a the, That's the mentality. And then it worked out nicely. It yeah. spun into well, a chain of events where I'm in the trailer. You know, it's cool. Wasn't it Anthony Kiedis who said, 
it's better to regret something you did than something you didn't do. <laughs> it might have been, but I feel like you would have been like, it's better to regret it, pretty, said it, to better than daddy, 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 things that you did than, you know, like you would have gone that angle. Okay, so when I said that he said it, I meant that he sang it yes. in a weird way. From While I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Actually, in Philadelphia, we have a famous Anthony Kiedis story. A few years back, uh, the Chili Peppers were playing in Philly and I forget what hotel they were staying at, but it was like a nice one. And Anthony Kiedis was outside smoking a cigarette and security of the hotel thought he was a homeless man and asked him to move along. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm, I'm in the band. I'm Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I don't know if he took his shirt off to prove it to them, but uh, that's how I would have done it if I were him. But yeah, and they, they had to like move him along. Because naturally he didn't have his room key. That's not his yeah. job. <laughs> so they like we just we got rid of it, which says something very bad. Like not only are our security workers not cool enough to recognize Anthony Kiedis, but that the standard for dealing with homeless people is like not on my block, not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> that, that in itself is an issue. Go across the street to the Marriott, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Go over to. Uh, but I mean, like Marriott Total think about. Think about how many performing artists that's probably happened to. Like, probably yeah. a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe I mean, not, like, maybe Post not Malone. like George Clinton. I feel like George Clinton, if you see oh, him, you'd be like, oh, well, that's, that's P-Funk. Um, what about, like, Iggy Pop? That's definitely happened yeah. to Yeah. They, um, they moved Iggy Pop along. They were like, sorry, Mr. Kiedis, you can't be here. He's like, no, I'm Iggy Pop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, this is another. You're probably wondering who the hell we're talking to. This is Hot Property. <laughs> um, my name is Stephen Richards. My name is Dan Scully. And today and we I'm have. Sarah on, actually, oh, nice. I, actually, I introduce you. I'm no, I want to introduce. Wait, uh, clearly okay, I already introduced myself. So yeah, you it's done. we got Sarah Landau here. You're, you're Sarah Landau's here, Sorry. and I had a whole thing written out, but now you'll never hear it. It was pretty. No, in, now you have to do it. Now you have to do it. Open, I just open the curtains to an empty stage. You have to do it. <sighs> Well, I was going to say that Sarah is one of the people on this that has graced her presence on this podcast. One of the longest uh, knowings of someone that I've ever known. Almost like 20, over 20 wow. years now we've known each other pretty much. That's fucking crazy. I was thinking about that today uh, in the parking lot of the vet because I was like, well, how long have I really known? I was like, probably like more than 20 years because yeah. I graduated in 05. Right. And so how do you how do you know one another then? We went to high school. We went together. to high school together. High school. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you were the class below me, right? Yeah, but I graduated with you guys because I was. Oh like, yeah, that's what? right. I don't need to take another year of gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask if you graduated with him because you were super smart or because he was super dumb. I'm super um, dumb. It was it's more the... like I was just yeah. super dedicated to not being there anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Yo, that is that was my motivation in in all scholastic life. I'm not a scholar was just like oh what are your goals and it's like to fucking finish and then not yeah. have to do this anymore that's the only thing <laughs> to leave and never look back <laughs> yeah <laughs> like where do you see yourself in five years like literally as far away from this point in space yeah. as i yeah. can find myself that's, pretty that's much. where it is that was pretty much it <laughs> did you guys yeah. both study the same thing um, or no i guess um, you're, that was high school never mind i'm just it was high school yeah. i was so gonna say what do you mean so you did <laughs> Yeah. Stuff. Social like studies, biology. Definitely <laughs> social studies. Yeah. yeah. What's the I mean, What's I the one class you guys remember? History. Oh, 
uh, we didn't, I don't think we had any classes together because yeah. I was technically taking lower classes for mm. most of it. Can you at the very least share with us a story about Steve that he wouldn't want you to tell? Ooh. God. Um, there's honestly, probably a lot of them. <laughs> I'm sure I, I feel like I have bits and me. pieces, but not like one coherent memory of anything. Like <laughs> we were we were in drama club together, right? Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah okay, yeah, do right. go on. That was a good time. I was <laughs> I, drunk I mean, like, a lot. I feel like exactly. And so I have like not one continuous yeah. memory of so, it. So it's it was just, Peter like, O'Toole. A bunch of weird little stuff here and there. So our our uh, theater club or drama club mascot was Mr. Peanut because didn't they find oh, yeah. like the Mr. Peanut costume in a dumpster somewhere and it just became our mascot? I don't know <laughs> where. I don't know what the origins like of the Mr. Peanut costume was, uh, but we had one. Yeah, we had a very good one. <laughs> isn't yeah, isn't great. Mr. Peanut dead now? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Canonically, they, like, in, in, yeah, the Planters Corporation killed Mr. Peanut. I am not surprised. They killed Mr. Peanut. Um, and they were gonna do it for like the Super Bowl as like a weird Super Bowl ad. And then actually a year ago today, Kobe Bryant died. And Planters yeah. I know it feels like it was 10 years ago, doesn't it? It's it almost wild. feels like it was like yesterday. For me, it feels like it was like fucking ages ago. Like we, when, when we were in high school together. Um, it makes sense because my it was uh, when I found out Kobe had died, we were out because my parents both have a birthday in January and we were out to dinner for their birthday when I found out. And I just remember being like, eh, Kobe died. And everyone just like, almost everyone in the restaurant having like the, what? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like it doesn't carry as much weight with me. I'm sure you know because I, I don't really follow basketball. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that. And my parents just did their birthday dinner last weekend. So yeah. The reason um, I remember anyway, so that is that my um my astrology teacher he does videos all the time, and he did one specifically for Kobe's death because oh, it was okay. happening like on an astrologically very auspicious date and he like wanted to demonstrate like obviously Kobe's death is not something to be used to demonstrate like a tool yeah. of any sort but it was just an interesting coincidence if we could call it that that it happened at the same time as a big astrological event do you feel comfortable giving the details of that astrological event because that <laughs> make I am so curious I love this kind of stuff this is, um, so this is why this is why we brought Sarah in today is because <laughs> we want to learn about uh, what she does, um, which is astrology. Why don't you explain it? Because I'll fucking butcher it. So okay, if you're listening to this podcast, there's at least a fifty percent chance that you don't know anything about astrology because there's a fifty percent chance that most people don't know anything about astrology. Actually, so, the episode, it's, it's, it's very awkward right now because the episode before this, Dan and I went into great detail about astrology. Um, did you really? No, we, no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did get a little bit into like some woo-woo though and had like a moment of like, save it for next week, save it for next week. <laughs> we, did, we definitely yeah. had that at some point in conversation. That's which, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for saving your woo for me. I appreciate yes. it. Um, and I don't mean so, that in a dismissive way. You're talking to an extremely no, no. receptive audience. Cool. Well, I mean, either way, like I'm happy to talk about it. Like when Steve uh, contacted me, he told me he was a skeptic and I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to a skeptic. I don't give a shit. Okay. Um, so that's good though. That's good. 
<laughs> I like that attitude. Yeah. I've been studying it astrology by myself for, well, gosh, probably since I was a teenager. And then I started, um, like I took a certification program last year in Hellenistic astrology, which, which is like, there's all sorts of stuff out there. There are all sorts of different schools of thought, but Hellenistic was like the first cohesive like school of astrology that had like, you know, every everything set in place, like this is why these things mean what they do. And like, this is the relationship between them that makes it so these things have like meaning behind them. And um, so astrology is essentially like, we probably all know a little bit about what astronomy is, which is the study of the stars and planets and, and the world beyond our world. And Slow down. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> back it up. Um, Wait, what's a space? planet? What's <laughs> okay. So there are these astral bodies that just float around in space. They do stuff in regard to one another. And that energy, we'll call it energy, affects all of the other stuff. But really, so what's happening is like, obviously the sun is the center of our solar system, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. But in astrology, since we're humans living on planet earth, everything kind of revolves around, it's like the geocentric model, but not mm -hmm. like we don't understand that it's not that way. It's like, it's meant to be specific as to the fact that we are living here. Um, is that and to so, say that within astrology, there is some sort of like human output energy that causes that connection to be able to validate? That like is a, a very thing? great, that's a great question. And a great there question, is a, there, that is, I, love I, I love that question. So um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think that what you're talking about is, you know, how like people always talk about how we create our own realities, right? Like our minds are very powerful and so they have an effect. And like, I also do energy work. So I'm like super sensitive to everything that is going on energetically around me. And if you think about it, like matter is energy, it's the densest form of energy. So like whether or not I am thinking about like who, I could be thinking about anything, but that thought is affecting, like it's affecting my phone, it's affecting my table, it's affecting whatever, because those, that energy of my thoughts is radiating out and touching whatever it is. Yeah. It's like that ripple effect. Yep. Um, and so we use astrology symbolically to understand kind of what is going on in, in our world and in our lives. But there is also like this back and forth. It's like an energetic uh, play that's happening where we've observed over thousands of years that when this planet is in this place and it's in the, this house in someone's chart, then this is some, this is usually what happens. So there's a lot of like, I call it um, observational evidence. You know, it's not something that you can be like, I'm going to test this out. You know, it's like over time, many and many, 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 many astrologers have observed that this is what happens when this thing is in this place. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's with that, there is always like an expectation of it being whatever way all of those other astrologers told you it was going to be. 
So the most important thing that any teacher has ever taught me, and this is like high school, this is nutrition school, this is astrology school, this is just like anyone. Be curious. Always stay curious because that keeps you present in the moment. It keeps you away from attaching to those um, pre predetermined con concepts because they're not like, yes, we observe them time and time again, but like how much of our, our thoughts are creating that reality. Mm -hmm. Something that's, that that's my... wild. I, lo I love, first of all, I love the idea. I had no idea that they, that they would categorize certain events that, you know, appear to shift with time and happen mm -hmm. with certain placements of planets and all that. What I like about that is it is sort of the beginning of almost proving it as a science because the first part of that would come the data collection. Right. And so to be open-minded within the data collection period, I think is, is a really great uh, kind of forward thinking way to go about it that I think does fit into a scientific mold, uh, yeah. you know, in that sense. But I also love to mm -hmm. like, because I, I, oh man, okay, sorry. Now, now I'm just going to get all stoner talk on you. But one of the things that, that I am so compelled by that I think is so interesting is exactly the idea of the energy that you put out being reflected back upon you in communication. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't happen universally, but like, I really do think that there is a general truth to, if I come at my day with a certain attitude, that is almost always the attitude that pervades. And, and sometimes it's even down to the weather. And totally. so really my point is like, you know, I love the idea that there's, the, that there's potentially this connection between like, sure, a rainy day can bring me down, but also there's a chance that I am drawing this rainy day to me. Yeah. And, and so these two half forces that are undefined end up creating this one like powerful force. Absolutely. Also, I mean, that could just be uh, there. See, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a please. minute. Yes, please do. Um, that could also. Like, I want to believe. That's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going. I want to believe as well. I'm all X-Files. My name's about Scully, this. but I'm really, I'm older. Yeah. I'm more of the Scully of the situation, ironically enough. Fair enough. Because I'm sexier than Dan is. Um <laughs> I think but, we need to hold court on uh, what since when did we determine that Agent Scully is the sexier of the two? Ooh. You know, she's got red hair for me. That's 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 done and over with. Uh, yeah, no, I am argument. personally a huge David Duchovny fan over here. So I am, too. I'm not saying he's not a close second, but there's only two of them. So he's in last place. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Fair enough. So my, like, my, devil's that's a, <laughs> my devil's advocate for the argument, like the whole rainy day argument. Um, is i mean for as first of all the weather is the weather it's going to happen no matter what i don't think that you personally dan scully brought the rainy day to you <laughs> by having a um you know a bad mentality about something well and no one drop thinks that they're part of the storm but things start to happen you know <laughs> jesus there's a Christ. lot of people on a, on a on an emotional vibe the thing about that though like okay but, that, no, like but that's no that's my that's my next point and that's all connected too that's my next point is that the the things that happen to you and the things that affect you um in day to day i mean not so much right now because i don't really leave the house that much but like a lot of it is like outside sources coming to you 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those, all of those sources have their own internal and external sources. I almost Mm -hmm. said outternal. How embarrassing (laughs) would that have been for this podcast if I said outternal? Um, But each of those sources have their own things. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like there is such a chaos element to it. But like, I feel like exactly my point. If you pull back the macro even further, even chaos starts to look like order. And we can keep running that permutation backwards forever where it keeps going from chaos to order, chaos to order, but it'll always come back. It, it, that fl- the fact that that fluctuation is always there duality. to me suggests order. Yeah. It's an interplay between dualities. Yes. And I actually, like, I totally, totally, totally appreciate your devil's advocate, Steve, because personally, my personal belief system is like, I, this is gonna sound grammatically like really incorrect, but I have not figured out a better way to say this. I don't not believe in anything. So basically I'm not saying that this is true. I'm saying that all of the things could very well be true. Yeah. Oh yeah. I file under, I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think that's a good way to put it. I kind of just like, I, I definitely subscribe to astrology, obviously, but it's because I, it makes sense to me. It's like a, a lens that I can yeah. see the world through that helps me to make sense of it, you know? Well, my, um, my senior quote is something I still stand by to this very day. And I think about it a lot more than I probably <laughs> would thought I did when I wrote it down. Um, if you just read the lyrics to Wonderwall right now, you will be my <laughs> biggest enemy and my, and my biggest hero. No, it, it was a, a quote from Bertrand Russell, who's a philosopher, who said, I would never die for my beliefs because I might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I 100%. Um, and anyone who does is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's I left like that last part out of the scene. Your part, opinion, man. I'm just saying, if you die for your beliefs and you, you know, you get to whatever the afterlife is and you're like, you're like, oh, shit, I picked the wrong afterlife. Now I'm fucked. (laughs) It's like, how many, you know, how many special people change? Yeah. How many lives are living? (laughs) Fucking hell. Where were you when we were getting the lyrics to Wonderwall and now you're just doing it yourself? (laughs) Well, no, that was. Someone had to do it. Was that Wonderwall or was that the other one? Yeah, that was Wonderwall. That was Champagne that was, Supernova. That was Champagne Supernova. That's it. Yeah. Supernova. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm really fascinated about is the idea that there is a text to astrology. Like it's something that you can go to school and learn and be mm-hmm. trained in. And this, you said it was Hellenic or Hellenistic? So it's Hellenistic, Hellenistic astrology Hellenistic, because yeah. it's like the Hellenistic Greek era. Okay. Um, or the Greek Hellenistic era. It's also based, based on Helen Mirren. Yes. That <laughs> okay, she where do I created sign up? the whole thing. <laughs> that would be a Helen Mirren invented astrology 700 years ago. If if I were to, if somebody asked me, like, which celebrity invented astrology, you know, if Billy on the street <laughs> came up and shoved a microphone in my face and just said, which celebrity invented astrology and put it, I think I would have answered Helen Mirren. Why do you keep saying astrology? What's up? <laughs> You keep saying astrology. Astrology? Isn't astrology how it's pronounced? But there's like a very small pause between ass and astrology. I think that might be more in your hearing than in my speaking. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like you're saying astrology. Maybe you need to change the way you look at the world. (laughs) Maybe I'm not saying astrology. You're just hearing astrology. Maybe you're thinking about asses. 
I mean, <laughs> it's been a long quarantine, dude. I mean, it's, <laughs> been long, it's been a long quarantine. <laughs> So hey, what I is mean, it about? Even asses are part of astrology, so yeah, it's all it's in true. there. <laughs> it's all in there. We're all made of stars. This is it, including even our, our asses and our yeah. <laughs> and some of the planets thing. are made of gases. So you got asses and yeah. Asses. So I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely all part of the system. <laughs> and you know who's trying to Where get up does? to those planets? <laughs> Where do butts factory? No, um, no, but uh, so what is it about this specific? So I don't want to use like faith terms, but like this book of astrology, if if you will, what is it sect, about this one that that speaks most to you, and set or and also furthermore separates it from the others? Also, what are the what are the other ones? Okay, so sorry, I know so it's a lot many, of questions. <laughs> there are so many schools of astrology that I can literally like I don't even know what they all are, but um, modern astrology is kind of the term that's used for anything that is you know has come into existence over the past like hundred years or so. What the astrology that I study kind of came back into fashion in the eighties. Um, and it's still not super widely used, but okay. So this is, this is just one of those things. Um, I feel like hey, don't, I don't just, feel, don't feel pensive about saying anything on this yeah. podcast. No, 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 no. This Dan has said this, a lot of weird stuff. Trust me. So you can say whatever you <laughs> oh, feel yeah. comfortable with. This, I just feel like there are so many things that have happened in my life that I had no fucking clue what I was getting myself into, but I was like, I'm gonna do this. And it was like, oh wow, that just opened up this whole thing where I now understand my life through this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't imagine it differently. And so my first thing that happened like that was when I started to learn, when I learned Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. And I literally like didn't know anything about it, but I knew so someone who taught it. And I was like, I want to do that. And I did it. And it would totally fucking change my life. I used um, to date a girl that was really, really into that. And um, really only, not in a practicing sense, but like, like really bought into it and like would try to think about things in terms of energy. I know it was always, it was yeah. always pretty interesting. I mean, like it's, it's a, it's so weird. Like I, I get re like really weird and existential about shit, like very regularly. So it is hard for me to not oh, yeah. dive into that conversation right now, Go but dive um, if you got to dive. Okay. That's what if we dive in, we're all yeah. going to drown. So let's drown Honestly, together. The wilder okay. it gets, the better it's going to be. Cause I'm, I'm on board. I, I, I feel, I don't have any terms for any of this stuff, but I, it makes sense to me. I, I so I'm, I'm in. All right. So join me on this journey. Um, so when we talk about energy, it's like a very subtle reality. And like some people might, there are so many people in this world that don't have any perception of it like there's nothing because of the way that some people have to live um the the circumstances that some people are are in that they don't have any choice about there isn't really a lot of space to dive into those subtler parts of life that you know people like me who have been super blessed with like all sorts of shit like I've got time to go in and like learn about this stuff and so, you know, over the years, it's kind of like, it's come to me that I haven't really studied, I haven't studied quantum 
physics at all or like anything about the quantum plane you but haven't? i kind of just like have an un- intuitive understanding of it where like it's like the only thing i listen to podcasts about really? is weird quantum shit yes. and murder those are the two things that i listen to on podcasts all the time combo. yeah oh it's great <laughs> but so if I feel I find like a corpse in the quantum plane oh, and it yeah. all comes together and I save the day. Uh-huh. All my training will, will my training will be complete. Well, like just imagine if you could like reorganize things in the quantum plane so that your physical life changed because of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm going with this. We're like, you know, we all live in this material reality where, you know, table, tea human body, whatever. Um, But beyond that, you know, we know that we have emotions, right? We know that we have our minds that we think with, but there are also other layers, right? Like we know about the different, like there there are different dimensions. We've got first, second, third, we know about those. Fourth is the the fourth is time. And then there are like all sorts of other ones that I don't know about and can't explain. Um, But there's like this, let me see if I can explain this in words that don't sound completely weird and stupid. Um, there's like this continuous energetic, it's a, it's like a fabric that we're all part of, right? And so yeah. like, if there, I, have you guys ever seen I Heart Huckabees? I was yeah. just going to ask that. Yes, yes. Curry's like, Everything that it's you've all ever the blanket. Wanted to be or wanted to it's have, all the blanket. Are, like, already, this is me yeah. over here. This is whatever. Yep. And it's it's all the blanket, right? So it's that. That's what we're talking about here. And so if you are able to like kind of tune in on like a a subtler level, then you can really feel that. And so for me being like, I'm like, I say I'm energetically sensitive, but I'm sensitive to everything. I'm allergic to fucking everything. So like, I just have, I feel like my boundaries, like both physical and energetic are super permeable. So I am like really aware of these things and it's like I totally have no idea what your question was in the first place but I just like just go no go 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 (laughs) um but yeah this is actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately like over the past few months about how like you know when you like date someone and you have like a really bad it's like a bad relationship but you love them and you're like I don't understand why I really care about this person so much even though they did x y or z and it's like that from an objective standpoint might be unforgivable but like I still have these very deep feels for them and I see that as kind of like that fabric that we're all part of Mm. because like no matter what happens on the material plane like if someone like if you dated someone and they lived in your house for example and they flooded your dining room every week with their fish tank water that's just an example maybe it didn't really happen maybe it did um but then like just pulling that example out of just, just nowhere you know, you know just, just out of nowhere it. just came to me um or like you know maybe that someone was like a fucking asshole whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um i have but, no experience with that no I'm sure no, no one else out there has yeah. experience with these. This things. is pretty. This is a pretty unrelatable part of the podcast, Sarah. You know, you know. Um, but it's like <laughs> whatever shit that person did that like was not working for you, that happened 
because of a lot of different factors. Like maybe they acted that way because of how they grew up, like what they were exposed to, the things that they ate. Like these are all material things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were material just material plane is comprised of all of this stuff. But underneath that, underneath like everything that we've experienced in our material lives, we're still just like one continuous energy. Mm -hmm. So like we are all connected to one another and it's just like our separate, our circumstances in life that separate us. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes perfect sense. And so I want to, I want to extrapolate upon that because I had a thought because I was thinking about this recently, because I do believe that there is a general energy. Steve will call it the force. There's a a general energy that that. kind of, because I had this thought, like somebody picks up a guitar and they've never played it before and they start plunking around and they start figuring it out and they really 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 work hard on it and so Mm -hmm. the finger dexterity comes in they're making brain connections where they can figure out music and reading and all that but the theory is that part of them becoming good at guitar is all of the science of that but it's also that because they're putting this energy towards that goal that whole connected energy sort of shapes reality to the goal of them knowing yes. the music better. Yes. And so like the, the thing that separates, like I'm not a great guitar player. I can play guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, look at some, some notes and play them on the guitar. If you want I can cover a song. I will never write a song. It's never going to happen. I am not great at guitar. And it's because I, when I, when I pray, well, that's the thing. I have the wrong attitude. Whenever I play it, I get so clinical with it that the trying to feel and change that energy around me doesn't happen. I have a block there. Right. And so if I could break that block, perhaps I could then shape that reality. And so that's something that I've thought about. Yeah. I've never broken that block. It's been 20 years. I'm not great at guitar. So this is actually, I, I read a book um, by this dude named James Hillman. And he, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you his title and it be wrong because I can't remember these things, but he, he talks Let's about archetypes. Prime Minister. Prime Minister James Hillman. <laughs> um, he, he's like kind of a big person in like uh, archetypal astrology talk, which is a term that might not make any sense, but like basically it's psychological we're talking about the archetypes that we all have within us that are essentially like we see them around in the world it's like characters on a tv show they're like our inner archetypes we relate to each of them in different ways um but so he's talking about in this book called i believe it is called the soul's code or something like that um he talks Source about code starring jake gyllenhaal <laughs> Yes, exactly. You got it. Okay. (laughs) So he talks about the, what the Latin Latin would be called the daimon. And, you know, we might pronounce it demon. And it's kind of like that story. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the, his dark materials, those books. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the kids. Those books have Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda in them. He's great. Those books. Lin-Man Miranda. Lin-Man, Spider-Man Miranda. But you know, yeah, I really fucked that name up. That are like their demons and they're like the yeah. external soul or whatever. It's kind of like that, where like um in this book he talks about how 
we each have something like that. And he uses celebrities and like famous people to uh, explain that because that's when you see the most drastic effect of these things. But he talks about how like, we're all born with this daemon or daimon, however it's pronounced. And um, it kind of is like, I think about it like the wormhole in Donnie Darko that just like you see it and you have to follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what's happening, you know? It's just, that's what you, that's what you do. And- um, Yeah, you're just following the trek. Exactly. So the, this is like, we all have that inner pull. Like some of us have these proclivities that we just kind of like came in with somehow. Like some mm. people are just like really fucking good at art. And you're like, I am, I even suck at drawing stick figures. I don't know how you do it. Um, or like playing guitar, you know, like some people, um, actually Steve and I have a friend whose dad was an amazing guitarist, Steve Berg. Um, and he was one oh, of yeah. those people. He, he played with Jimi Hendrix back in the day. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, this dude was a fucking G. Um, and Juliet, if damn, you're out there damn, this is this is Juliet's dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh no way! Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So he's like one of those dudes that you know he just loved it from the beginning, and he practiced like I think he told me once that he practiced like four or five hours every day, like from being a young child. That's crazy. And it's because like there's this drive to it, and some of the other examples that this dude gives in this book are like you know, sometimes people kind of need to be forced in that direction, but eventually it does come, you mm. know, sometimes they're resistant, but like they're outside circumstances that kind of just usher them into that, the path. And they become like these great, like people that we know for their, whatever that they did, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, um, now I'm trying to think of an example of like a, a celebrity that was just like like when like when women when Manuel Miranda being amazing. Yeah, honestly, he was just an earnest little theater dork, and now he's yeah. a fucking uh, Pulitzer Prize winner who deserved it. He and deserved then he read one his book Pulitzer Prize about Hamilton. Was like, this is it. Oh, I'm dude, gonna I was I'm gonna write the play about Hamilton. I, I saw an interview with him where he talked about when he got that book and he was just like, yeah, I needed a book to read for vacation. I was like, who the fuck reads the like billion page Ron Chernow tome on Hamilton as vacation reading? Like, have you not heard of Dean Koontz? What are you? But then of course he took, cause I, I have that book on audiobook cause I, I enjoyed Hamilton. I was like, oh, I should listen to the audiobook. And the audiobook's like 45 hours, which is just staggering. It's even, in, and I was like, the, the amount of, basically what I'm trying to say, long story short, is my respect for what Lin-Manuel Miranda did with that book and turning it into Hamilton in terms of like just hard work is monumental because for me, my life's achievement will be have finished the, finished the audiobook. That's, <laughs> that's like the best I will ever do with that. It's gonna take me, it's gonna take me the next year to do it. And that motherfucker on vacation just read, popped that book out and was like, let's rap about it really Man, well. I've got a great idea how you can turn your, your life's achievement into a cash cow. Yeah. You charge people $400 to come watch you listen to the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was, what if it, I could do it as a challenge where people stand around me and I listen to it on my headphones and yeah. live read it back to them. <laughs> and I just have to do my best to keep up with it and not fuck it up and deal with footnotes and shit. Yeah, then you have to fun. do the whole thing though. You have to do the entire thing straight. 
like straight or through. you could put That's it out there as a hours. challenge to whoever can stand there and listen to you or watch you listening to it the longest you know yeah. who wins that challenge lin-manuel miranda because he shows up <laughs> to be supportive. are you saying lin-manuel miranda lin-manuel miranda isn't that lin-manuel 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 miranda i don't know how it's pronounced can i just respect the guy? apparently that's a trend tonight i have an astrology question guy, and then right, you stay for the whole thing because you wanted to hear how it ended um <laughs> coming this uh summer watch dan listen to the, the hamilton <laughs> he would probably but... let me hold his pulitzer if he asked he'd yeah. be like yeah bro <laughs> I'd be like why are you so kind <laughs> even though i mispronounced your name um Okay, so here's my astrology question. He'd be so like, pronounce it how energy... you want. He'd be like, please, just call me Lynn. <laughs> I'm everybody's friend. Um, with all the energy going around and, you know, we've established that you get back the energy you put into the world, right? So if I, yeah. I guess this is like my way of asking how I can karmically men manipulate these. Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, it's, it's men manipulate. Is man man wealthy If I put out a bunch of good energy, like say I write Hamilton two, and it's a big success. Oh, the T has to be the two. Yeah, Hamilton two at O N. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's the only way. One more shot. That's what the subtitle is. More, one more shot. One more shot. Don't no, throw the second. The second summer. shot. Yeah, the second shot. <laughs> um, so if I put out a bunch of Bright Hamilton to own, um, and then everyone loves it. Great show, Broadway show on Disney Plus. You win the Tulip Surprise. Could I do something evil for after sequels. that? Um, well. And not, and since like, like immediately after, before the good energy has a chance to come back to me, I do something evil. Does that uh, balance out, and I get no punishment? Or okay, so I. I'm going to use this disclaimer. <laughs> okay. Wait, let me let me I, be more specific so that we know exactly what stakes are on. Okay. Let's say I write Hamilton on and everyone <laughs> loves it. Great show. Disney Plus. It's on Broadway. Go ahead, watch it. And then I go kill Lynn Manuel Miranda. Hello, listeners. I'm bringing you this slight interruption to let you know that this episode went on for the equivalent of two episodes. So at this point, where I put out essentially what is a hit on Lin-Manuel Miranda, we're going to end it. And tune in next week, or whenever I decide to post the second part, to find out if I kill Lin-Manuel Miranda or not. As always, this has been Hot Property, and it's gotta be good, and it's got to be live. <laughs>